Welcome to Kid Like Faith. Where we help you to keep your faith kid-like. I'm Nina T. And I'm Elysia. Today we're doing the first episode of a two-parter. This week, we're doing Guardian of the Galaxy. I hope you're ready because we sure are. Let's start the show. Like I don't know why I had to give all that in the first five seconds of the show, but hey, it is what it is, and I'm Nina T. <laughs> and uh, got my co-host half. Hey y'all, hey. It's Alicia. Um, yeah, we're we're gonna dig into Guardians of the Galaxy today. Okay, before we do that, how are you doing, Elicia? I'm fabulous, darling. Fabulous. How are you? I am immaculate. In my mind. All right. Um, this is going to be a great episode. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy gives space Avengers to me. If the Avengers were space-based and different. They were what? Say it again. If they were space-based and different. Because it's different in space than it is on the earth. My God. That was a word for you. It blessed you. It's different up there. If I can make it up there. Mm. Pass the space. Onto the heaven. My God. That's a song. That's my favorite song. Millions didn't make it. Mm. I miss one of the ones that, well, I ain't make it yet. I'm going to make it. huh? (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) in the number never mind i'm not gonna be i'm not gonna be extra today um so yeah like i i would say it, it gives it gives very different you 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 gotta you gotta look to find the the gems and i found some and i'm excited at least he found some notes and scriptures i got some stories in the bible and before we go there okay if you did not watch Guardians of the Galaxy, I don't blame you because not many people have. But on the Disney Plus uh, website, there is Marvel section. Go to Marvel section. Click the movie. Watch the movie. Okay? Then come back and listen to our commentary. Because if you are still listening, we are assuming that you have already watched the movie. All right. So let's start in the beginning. Um, as we always do. <laughs> At the opening scene of this movie, Peter is doing what he does as a kid, listening to his Walkman. This is like eons ago because he got a full Walkman, okay? Like, 
literal Walkman listening to his cassette tapes, okay? Having himself a ball, but still trying to, he's really trying to comfort himself because he's in the hospital. Um, he is called to um, go and see his mother who is passing away from some sickness that was not mentioned as I don't I don't think it was mentioned what she had. But she um, was a little bald, so Yeah, she she was a little bald, so you know, it, it inferred a certain sickness. Yeah. So maybe a little something. Little something, something. But so she was dying and as she was dying, she was trying to give him information. You ever like you, you ever like hear when somebody's talking to them like you want to tell me something don't you you have and I want to hurry up what you say and i'll be wanting to hurry up yeah because it's like all right get to it and it was like she was trying to tell him stuff about his father trying to give him stuff but her her father was like don't you have a present <laughs> don't you have something else to give him like it was like he would not let her get her final words out to her son about where he was from, but she did tell him, you know, to um, take his present um, and that, you know, he would stay with his grandfather until his father came to get him. And he tells, she says, reach out, touch my hand. That baby did not touch quick enough because she had touched Jesus' hand and went on. Okay. She went on over. She went on over that, that thing flatline. And I was like, doggone it that was quick it was it was quick she said touch my hand he ain't touch she was like all right then i i see you and went on she just left went on now he's grieving and he's grieving like the only way possible like just a a total breakdown because this is mama so he's losing it and as he's losing it he runs out of the hospital trying to get some air and he is picked up by a unidentified flying object, okay? Literally spaceship lifts him up and he's screaming out his mother's name, but nobody sees him. Nobody sees that he's abducted, nobody. Now, I wanted to bring out from that how interesting it is that he is taken and she tried to prepare him. <laughs> she tried to prepare him that okay, you're not gonna be here always. You, you, you're not your father. What she said, an angel of light. It sounds like she said, like he was an angel, and the father was like, boy, you. Even, I mean, grandfather, boy, you can go over there before you even talk about the extra. Let me protect him <laughs> and not tell him technically all that he needs to know about his father. Now, if he had known who he was, he probably could have maneuvered a little differently. Very true. Knowing that he wasn't fully from Earth or Terran, as they used to say. I mean, as they said in the movie, like he wasn't from, you know, Earth. He was part something else. It probably would have helped him to navigate differently. However, 26 years later, he don't he act like space is, has always been his home because this man of God done found a mission, a crew, a community. Okay. He got he got his own mission, which is to find the orb, and he was gonna sell it. And manipulate technically manipulate the man that 
that uh, took him and uh, he, he was going to make basically do his own thing like use the, the orb sell it and profit off of it he's a grown man and a lot of things have changed about him but the one thing that has not changed is his love for music because he is skipping around these doggone people uh, galaxy just a hopping across that <laughs> just a hopping and a hopping and a <laughs> and hopping and hopping across <laughs> He was just a hopping, hopping. <laughs> I feel like he was still in stuff. Okay. Like what? But anyway, he had a mission. He had a mission. And instead of um oh, oh, it reminded me this um reminded me of the portion of David's life when David was on the outs with Saul. So he was not in the army anymore because Saul thought he was trying to, you know, take over the throne and he had chased him out technically and he was on the run. While he was on the run, music was still his thing. He was still creating songs, um, but he had to create a community of outlaws. Like literally they were called David's 300 men and they were warriors, but because they were, um, men who used to be in the army they were men who you know used to be affiliated with Saul but they got pushed out and they you know they they were reckless they were a little reckless a little rough around the edges um David began became their leader like David literally became the leader of an outlaw an outlaw crew and um so yeah so this section kind of reminds me uh, of when they're gathering together it reminds me of David trying to figure out life by way of caves. Like, he's figuring out his new mission apart from the kingdom. Apart from being um, associated with Saul. And he would win wars, right? He would, he would, they would be fighting. He just wasn't connected to the kingdom. He still had missions. He just was on the outside. He was, he was making his way mission by mission. And um, so, yeah, uh, Peter Quill, who was the young boy grown up, um, refers to himself as a Star Lord. And uh, as he's finagling through space, um, he finds the orb, beats up the people, and then gets chastised by Yondu, who is like, hey, we had a partnership. Matt, we don't double cross each other. What do you think? What do you think this is? We we supposed to be family. I saved your hind parts when you was little. They wanted to eat you. They had never, they had never tasted Earth Boy before, and they wanted to eat you. And I saved your life. And this is how you do me. Seeming, and he's uh, Peter says something that blessed me real bad and made me laugh. Um, Cause he said we don't do that to each other. We we have a code, and he said, and the code is steal from everybody. And I was like, because if you're a thief, what makes people think you're an integral one? Like, what if we robbing together? I'm like you're a good thief. What would make what would make you believe that I'm somehow a loyal thief to you? Like, just I'm a thief. I, I'm going to the opportunity thing. I'm 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 based on getting mine. Forget you. I'm not 
who told you that we had a code? Who told you? Who told you that we were integral? Who told you that we had to follow the rules? We've not, what we're doing is breaking the law. We've already set a precedent that we don't follow the rules. Why are you offended? You're just offended because you got outsmarted by the outsmarter. I don't know if that's the earth boy. The earth boy outsmarted you. Period. And did. So I want to ask about ask about this. Because whew, even in that, there was still a level of loyalty that he had to him. Because he could have killed him. This is the very real conversation that um, he said after he put a bounty on his head for 40,000 units, he could have, you know, just said, bring him to me dead or alive. But he said, I want him alive. And the partner in the crew was like, well, wait a minute. You, you've always been soft on him. We were supposed to drop him off. You never dropped him off when we got him. Like, I don't, know, I don't know what's the problem. I don't know why. You have this soft spot for this kid. Like, what is happening? If this is anybody else, you would have killed them. Like, what's what's the what's the thing? And I thought about how sometimes, like, we we are anticipating people or betting on people's potential mm-hmm. and saying they're worth more to me alive, even though they have no loyalty to you. Even mm-hmm. though while they've been alive, all they do is double cross you. It's like, is it worth the risk that they'll keep playing you? Which we know, by, if, since you watched the movie, you know he kept getting played. This whole entire movie, Managa got played. Like, <laughs> Yandu was the one person, blue person in this movie that got played the entire movie, literally. It was like, yeah, come save me. And now we're gonna be together. And now we're not. Okay, we make a deal. We're gonna be together. And now since we're together and you saved me, uh, we're gonna fight together. But at the end of this, I'm gonna give you that orb. And then he give him a fake orb. Like it's like <laughs> why you keep being loyal to this man who is not loyal to you? Which begs another question: why are we loyal to people who have already proven to us? they don't have the capacity to be loyal to us. Mm-hmm. Why? What are we doing? I don't know. That's a good question. Though. Yeah, like, what, what? Who told you? Maybe our heart to attach to the person. Okay. That's a possibility that because we have some connections or heart ties or whatever it is, um, whatever it is we believe, you know, is going to make them be right. <laughs> The truth of the matter is, though, Maya Angelou said it best. When people show you who they are, believe them. That's what she said. Well, no, she said, hold on, let me let me give my mic. No, no, no. She said, when people show you who they are, believe them. She needs to come back and have a conversation with you. No, don't don't tell Maya to show up in my dreams. I don't do necromancy. Don't come talking to me, sis. Uh-uh. Just go on and enjoy these how look. <laughs> that was my that was my impression. Thank you very much. All right, anyway. To be loyal to the unloyal 
and then be surprised that we've been manipulated. When Thanos having favorite towards what her name? Gamora? Was her name? Was mm-hmm. that the beginning? That's like yep. the end portion. Yep, that's the beginning. Okay. We know what that made us think about. Well, one of the oldest lessons to me. The Isaac and Jacob favorite child. Yeah, but his favoritism created an issue between his two daughters. Well, supposed to be two daughters. Yeah. Um. So, pause, because that is a whole nother dynamic. Because, because Gamora was adopted, it was like more of a I'm proving, I don't know if she constantly felt like Stepping up meant she was solidifying that she was, you know, mm. just as, you know, I don't think, I know one, she didn't care for Thanos because he didn't kill her parents in front of her, right? So, like, mm. obviously she had, like, a grudge. But we also find Nebula had a grudge against her father, too. Mm-hmm. Like, she was, like, willing to watch Do whatever. Yeah. Like, it, it whatever had to be done. Even if I have to play a role for five seconds, I'll play a role for five seconds just so that my father can be taken care of. Because unbeknownst to parents sometimes is that while you're trying to encourage one, right? Mm-hmm. Creating that rift between them is back, it's going to backfire on you. Mm-hmm. Literally going to backfire on you the one who started it. For instance, in the case of Isaac doing that with Esau and Jacob, it backfired because he had a favorite and then he had a son who had to pretend to be the favorite. So you got a son who's not, who's scheming to get your love (laughs) because Mm -hmm. he feels like it's automatically given to Esau. Mm -hmm. He's scheming, he's He's making himself pretend he's putting on clothes. He's making the man, poor man, when he's fixing no food until he gave him his birthright. This is, these are, these are, all of this stuff, all of that scheming probably happens because of the rivalry created by Rebecca and Isaac. If they hadn't a picked favorite, because. It wouldn't have had to, it wouldn't have went down like that. I don't think, I think because the scripture said that Jacob would rule over, the younger would rule over the older, it was already settled that he would be the one that got the blessing to leave. But I don't, I don't know if it would have happened that way. Maybe, and let's just think about this. Maybe Isaac picked Esau or had favoritism for Esau because he felt like he had to you know, love on him because he would one day have to serve his brother. And because he didn't want him still to... Cause issues, huh? it, it caused a big rip. It was like, well, I know what the word said, or I know what, what was prophesied, but tradition says the older should rule over the younger. So I'm putting my vote for, for the older son. And then Rebecca's like, nah, fam, I'm going to take care of the baby boy that stay in the house and cook with me um, because I want that word to come forth. I want I want Jacob to be the leader. And because they didn't, I guess, 
position it to where it didn't have to be me against him. Yeah. They could have positioned it where, you know, well, Jacob may rise to be a leader, but it doesn't mean that Esau has to be under his foot. It could have meant that he would have served him side by side because I serve people and I don't feel like I'm under their foot. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. You feel what I'm saying? It's, I have been in a position, and you can speak to this too if you felt this way. I have been in a position where I've served somebody at their church and I felt like the help. The help! You understand. You hear me? And when when Viola got tired of crying, she left Avery right in that church and walked on out. Okay, you understand me? Jasmine walked on out. I was like, let me tell you something about, let me tell you about Viola. I got, I'm a writer. I'm an author. I I can't stay here like this, in this way, with your foot on my neck. Huh? Letting the people lie and scheme about me. What happened? Okay. Mm -hmm. but, But this thing happens when people believe that just because they are the leader or they have a a call to lead, it means that people have to bow to you. That was Nebuchadnezzar's problem. Mm -hmm. He he built that whole graven image because he wanted people to bow. He wanted to literally see people bow instead of just letting the people be. I don't, Darius had the same problem. King Darius had talked, he was talked into creating the law where Daniel had to pray in secret. Hmm. Normally, he would just pray regularly, but he got to pray in secret because they done made a law that can't nobody pray to nobody but King Darius. That's dumb. What is King Darius doing with all these prayers? Wasting them. Wasting it. Not doing a blessed thing, trying to keep your neck, your your foot on people's neck because you feel threatened for some reason or the other. A mess, but a mess. A mess. A mess was created, and the elders. Well, (laughs) first Nebula was called and asked to go and take care of the problem, but then Gamara was like, "She gonna mess this whole thing up. You don't want her to go handle this. Let me handle it." And Nebula was trying to assert herself like, no, he already said I could. And Rona was like, I, don't speak for me. Now you go and take care of it because now my affiliation switch. <laughs> Him too, though. Yeah. He support he supports scripture where it says evil men do not understand justice. Because in the beginning, he was like, they called me a terrorist, radical, Zelot because I obey the ancient laws of my people decree and punish those who do not. Okay. Himself as a person that like you have to deliver justice, but you're evil. He, it's it's the Pharisee mindset. He gave very much Pharisee like I'm holding you to the rules of all of this law. I'm holding you to all ninety thousand <laughs> rules in this law. However. If you don't do these things, you're stoned to death. Period. Mm-hmm. As if this was the will of God. Like as if 
these rules and, and then Jesus shows up tell them hey all the stuff that you're doing I'm here to fulfill it so people can stop dying by way of stoning yeah. I'm here to fulfill it so y'all can stop killing the people because they can't measure up they was out there shining them stones and giving them to them I couldn't believe it like they had a brand new pair of shoes or something Shining that stones to get to the people to throw at other people. Ain't that horrible? That's <laughs> horrible. They, they, that that sounds like a terrorist though. Like it sounds like a sounds like a terrorist. Let me make sure that you have the best weapon that you can. We polish your stone, probably like spit shine or something. Let me put well oil like fat and blubber on there to shine or something it's like let me upgrade your tank so you can go and invade this country like that's it's giving very much terrorism it's giving it's giving and he's and he says zealot because that's what it looks like it looks like the pharisees of the bible who were very very hung up on the law mm-hmm. kind of like what saw uh, paul was when he was saul very hung up on the law to the point where he was persecuting people because of it. Persecuting people to keep them in line and keep keep them according to a law that had already been fulfilled. By Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, um, I wrote down on my notes who do men say that I am because there was a part when all of them got captured after fighting each other for the for for many different reasons, um, Peter was trying to hold or set, keep the orb. The more was trying to get the orb from him. Then they then uh, Rocket and Group is fighting the both of them, trying to you know grab uh, Peter because there's a bounty on his head. So like it's all all of this going on, all of this craziness mm-hmm. going on. And after they all get captured, <laughs> um, there's a rundown of each individual and what really um, they come from, who they are, what kind of threat they are. So they say, first, the first one they talk about is Gamora. They say she was surgically modified and trained as a living weapon. And I was like, whoo, wait. Mm. <laughs> That's different. I don't think, I don't think I've heard, I don't think I've heard, um, I don't think I've heard anyone refer to themselves as a living weapon, even though I believe that's what the believer is. I believe, I believe that we are intended to be those who fill certain places, right? And um, go in, infiltrate certain spaces, and we go in to claim the territory for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're claiming territory, nine times out of 10, either one or two things is gonna happen. You're going to have to overthrow them. Yeah. <laughs> or you're going to have to just stake claim. And that's just, that's just literally, you're just going to stay claim to the space. And then there's some time where you're going to get resistance when you stay claim and you're going to have to knuckle up. But in the kingdom of God, it's 
our weapons are never carnal. It's never been guns and, and things that we use, but it's always been spiritual weapons. We are a spiritual weapon. Mm-hmm. We, we become the weapon to the kingdom of darkness um, and a living weapon, a, a living weapon, because my life, according to Romans 12, and one and two, um, I'm, <laughs> I'm a living sacrifice. That's mm-hmm. what the goal is, so that I can be transformed by the renewing of my mind and not conform to this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I become a weapon in the hands of God because my life is in mine, it's His. So it's he, he gets to fill it with what He wants to fill it with. He gets to use it how he wants to. He gets to tell me where to go. He gets to tell me where to stay to. My God. (laughs) He gets to to tell me to chill. He gets to tell me to talk. He gets to tell me to sit quiet. He gets to tell me what the times and seasons are so that I can be step-by-step in accordance to his will and I can be used as a weapon for the kingdom of God. There's a rocket was uh, an elite, he was a result of illegal genetic experiments on lower life forms. <laughs> so he's random raccoon minding his own business, okay? And, and they, they decided, him. okay? They decided to work on him and prod him. The part that kind of hurt my little heart is what? The part that hurt my heart was when he was fighting that dang uh, Drax and they was fighting and they they pulled him apart and he was like, he called me a bourbon. She called me a rodent. And I was like, and he was like, he frowning on me. And I was like, oh, he's really, he's really, his feelings really hurt. Cause he wasn't supposed to, he not supposed to be able to communicate this way. He supposed to be living his raccoon life, minding his raccoon business. But he can't do that cause now he, he talking, he got little things in his back that show he, they was genetically modifying him. He got, you know, the, the, the mind, a different mind. He's got to adjust to living a, a blueprint. Cause he said in the beginning, I'm the only me. There's yep. no like me. That period. I I don't have I can't live as a raccoon. I can't live as a person. I've got to live as both. And I've not seen that before. So now he's got the pressure of having to create a land. He's the pioneer. He is the pioneer. He is the blueprint. He is he is the first steps. And that is pressure. Well, I hope they leave them animals where they at. They don't need to modify. Why you got to modify the animals? <laughs> I don't want no chicken talking to me. I don't want no. Why are you eating me today? I don't have time for it. Don't even. Don't even. Move. Like, are you telling me to move? Or are you like, no, I ain't got time for it, bro. What's worse is I am group. And the reason that group is worse um, in the beginning, you gotta decode three words whenever they're said and figure out what it means. 
because that's all he says is I am Groot. All he says is I am Groot. But he says it. But the only person who know it is uh, Rackety Raccoon. Rocket. Rocket is the only one that understands and interprets I am Groot for the moment that it's made. And I was like, oh, he's a full, they say humanoid plant (laughs) who is the muscle for Rocket. And I was like, again, something else that was growing this little plant life and y'all just wanna, I think we said this last week, why just can't leave stuff alone? Yeah, why can't you just let stuff be? Just gotta, just gotta come in here and touch stuff and move stuff around. Ain't nobody you come in here and make that that plant talk. I'm group. Yeah. I can't say nothing. Or make them keep growing. Talk, keep growing. Now, in the end, it kind of worked out for everybody. <laughs> that that he was different. That they all were different. But at the end of the day. Most of these things came by came by way of trauma. Like the fact that you made this plant into a human, that wasn't a natural process. You had to manipulate it. You had to force it to become something it necessarily wasn't in the beginning. Um Peter was abducted from his family. Mm-hmm. That was why he went off when uh Yondu was saying, um, I saved your life. He said it that last time. He said, Will you stop saying that? You've been saying it for 20 years. You stole me from my family. Definitely did. You definitely took me away from my family. Be quiet. Just shut up. Be quiet. Maybe you was trying to change the narrative though. Yondu, maybe you was just trying to change the narrative. He didn't want to seem like a real thief. He wanted to be a thief of fake. I'm screaming. He was he was on a mission because he was supposed to be delivering it to the father. We found that out at the end. Yeah, he should just kept on delivering. But he ain't delivered. See, see. You go through your deliverance. Okay, this how the this all right. This is this is a, a little revelation. It's not full deliverance until people come into. It's not just enough to bring them out of. So, yes, you was at the altar and they was purging in the Beninging and that was wonderful and that's great. It's the beginning of the process. But that is not the end. It can't be. It can't be the end of their journey with the Lord because possibly they'll just stay right there, not process. What would happen if you ordered something on Amazon, they fulfilled the order, and they never brought it to your house. It would not be delivered because it didn't make it to its destination. It would be. It'll still be at the fulfillment center. Exactly. It would be in the begin in the beginning, and and sitting there on the and you'd be frustrated, man, waiting for it to come through. But ain't nobody. What you say? Counting them days. Now, it was supposed to be here on the fifteenth, and that's the sixteenth, and that ain't. Come, ain't nobody said nothing. They ain't even updated in the system. What is happening? It didn't get updated. It did nothing. Not there has been no movement. So most of us will probably call and fuss the people out because <laughs> they only took the package halfway and not all the way. And not all the way. And I believe there are some people that are those packages that they people started them on a deliverance journey and then left them. 
right there in the fulfillment center. Never to be fulfilled. Didn't introduce them to Jesus or nothing. <laughs> Just left them right there. That's how the church is. That's exactly how this exact that's exactly how it is. We started at the altar and then we leave them at the altar. No, I don't, I don't leave them there. I don't, I don't be asked for what to come up there. I just be armor bear and then be told, like, let's work deliverance. And then we go through it and we follow up. Mm-hmm. But not everybody does. And that's the bad part is that, okay, this is the other part. So not everybody works the same job at the post office. So not everybody's <laughs> a handler. Huh? Some people just put in the information in the computer. Some people just pack the box. But if you know that your assignment is a certain thing, you got to get the person to the next place. They don't be doing that either because UPS don't never bring my papers. Right. Oh, never on time. I pay you for next day shipping. They come three days after. How re- reimburse my money then? Right. Because y'all play. Acting like y'all was about to do some work and get it here on time. Stop. But anyway. It's it's yeah, it's unfortunate that there's been a lot of people who've been manipulated and and um they have the trauma of something they didn't choose for themselves, like mm-hmm. uh, like Rocket, who did not choose to be a talking raccoon, like Groot, who did not choose to be a huge boy plant, like Peter, who did not choose to live <laughs> life and stay. It's- yeah. Um, like Gamora who did not choose to be Thanos' daughter. <laughs> and her da- her parents dang killed in front of her. Like, oh, that's crazy. I wanna know she's she stayed there with him for forever. Ooh, she she lucky cause he didn't went to sleep. Yep, like they know sleep though. Thanos is always in that little stony. He got to eat something. He'd have had something to eat. And it'd have been with Sugar Avery P in that drink or something. Thanos be on it. Mm-mm. He got to get he got to get got. And never ever she gonna tell. Oh yeah, that's the that was the problem, never. Um, Drax is another person we are interest, introduced to that becomes a part of the crew. He wasn't initially a part of the crew. But they met him in jail, and uh, <laughs> and uh, it, they call it the kill. Um, and he um, wanted to get back at uh, Ro- Roman because he he killed his wife and his daughter. Yep, in front of Midland. Ain't that horrible? Just like, just wicked, just wicked. And now this man is hurting. And he has killed everybody that's close to Roman because he's trying to get to him. Like he's literally trying to take this man out. So everybody that has some affiliation and he come across, they got to die. Because he's still trying to fulfill the hurt, trying to give an answer for why his daughter and his wife had to die. So he says at the end, I don't know if you remember this. Did you write this down when he said, um, all of the anger and all of the rage was because I was trying to grieve my loss. This is toward the I end. Got that one. <laughs> this is toward the end when um, 
he called Roman to fight him by himself like an idiot. And he's trying to fight all these, you know, Roman by himself. He ends up getting bested. And um, Rocket and Groot, well, Groot brings him back to life, technically. And uh, Rocket fusses at him. Like, why would you call him? You know, think he, what would you think he was going to do? And he said, he, he said, um, he admitted that he was foolish and that he was trying to absolve those losses, the loss of his his daughter and his wife. And Rocket said probably the most realest thing I've ever heard anybody say that you should probably not say to people who are grieving, but it was real stuff. Rocket says, everybody dies. Everybody has somebody who died. Everybody, he said, everybody's had somebody who has died. There's no reason to keep people or keep bringing people and making people dead along the way. Like, you're not doing anything but adding to the loss. Mm-hmm. You're con- you're trying to absolve a loss, but all you're doing is adding to it. You're literally bringing more dead people along on the journey that somebody else has to grieve. And that's what he did, so too. He was killing them people, killing them, killing them dead, and not really caring about their life, but making a problem for somebody else, making a, a grief session for somebody else. And it wasn't until Rocket gave him that real dose of truth, like, it's time to move on, fam. I get it. You upset. You were hurt. He took your your family away from you. Sad, sad. So sad. So sad. But let's move on from here. There's more for us to do. There's more for us to be. Like, we got stuff to do. We can't be stuck in grief. It's a very realistic message, but it is a, a healthy one for those who get stuck because everybody grieves differently. Um, especially that's with the loss. What you got? That's kind of heavy, though. That's a heavy loss and a heavy statement to kind of. I think he said it. It's kind of like how you know when. You, no, I know people that have said said to people, "Well, go ahead if that's what you want to do. Go ahead and do that," because people who want to do it do it, and unfortunately. Some people just use it as a means to get attention. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have to have somebody say that strong statement to challenge <laughs> that constant foolery. I know tried it and they was like, yeah, I started doing it, but they had hurt too bad. So I said, that's okay. <laughs> say what? That's okay. Never mind. They are like tell it was gonna be like this. Never mind. Swish it up real fast. It's it's not like it's hard. Every again, everybody deals with life differently. But you can't you can't you can't constantly keep yourself in pain. Constantly keep others in pain and think it's just okay to exist in that space of forever pain mm-hmm. now have your grief be sad when you want to be sad remember that memory listen eat my, my family whenever my grandmother's birthday come around my mama gotta have peanut uh, butter pecan ice cream because it was my grandmother's favorite I get it 
it's old to celebrate let's go on and do it because at least if you have ice cream it's a celebratory moment I'm here for it let's do it but let's not be stuck in cycles of grief to where we don't make any of our anything of our life trying to mourn or avenge somebody else's death so do y'all be having birthday parties for no not birthday parties do not Mm -mm. Uh, i'm about to say because i can't no because that's 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 too far see that this is a line right here right there like that (laughs) that's right on the other side of the line and on the other side of the line over here is the butter pecan ice cream it's like taking that something that reminds you of them and just as an ode to their life this is like it's like people that have a toast they're like yeah because we having a toast for the homie Tada. And they have a they just toast in that person's life and they move on with their life and they continue living their life. But they take a second to acknowledge that that person was here and they made a difference in their life. And my mother just happened to do it with ice cream because she don't do alcohol and my grandma didn't do alcohol. So ta-da. Ta-da. That's nice. When I die, if y'all wanna have uh Salt vinegar chip, sour patches, the watermelon kind, okay? And Mike and Ike's, you can have all of that, okay? <laughs> anyway, I just knew it was gonna be something good, but just... you can have what could I? You can have salmon, huh? Get you some real good whiskey glazed salmon, huh? Do some whiskey glaze from Fridays and pour it on your salmon and thank the Lord for me. No. No. <laughs> I won't be doing it. I won't. Look, get you a pen and write out I ain't gonna be there. What what's the going? You going before me? You going with me? What's happening? But you get it, Doc. <laughs> now, now I ain't gonna be here. What happened? Don't send yourself. Don't fast forward yourself. I ain't going to say shindig with you. <sighs> you don't want to celebrate me, darling. I'm not eating no junk food. <laughs> <laughs> okay, eat some pineapples and uh, what else do I like? I- Mangoes and uh, kiwi. See, those are fruits. No? Okay, let's move on. Good day. That's <laughs> a good day. So uh, after they escape prison, um, because they they do, the escape prison plan was horrible. Okay, Rue is the is the one person that you be telling them the instructions and they don't hear all of the instructions. They be just trying to go. they just go and then mess stuff up. Like group, he said we gonna do this last. By the time he had said last group had already ripped the thing out the dang wall. And it was like, if you could just follow the instructions, it would be all right. But no, no, you gotta be fast. Uh, speed of Gonzalez. And you just go ahead and speed on over there and mess they up. They still was all right, but they had to go with a fight. They had to go the long way around. They had mm-hmm. to improvise because they was all making plans. Now, why would he tell them to get that man's leg? This ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Just for fun. Well, why would he tell them to go get that man's leg like that? Just for to know about it. Oh, he said, 
what did it look like when he took the leg off? The good part, though, is that they still found a way to adjust themselves when the plan didn't go out the way that they intended. Yeah. They still found an escape route. And um, interestingly enough, Quill decides he needs to go back. And they're like, well, what are you going back for? Like, what's the problem? What did you leave? And he's like, it's important. He goes back and get that tape recorder. And at first, yeah. at first, um, Drax is like, you are so amazing and you're so courageous and brave. When he saw that he went to retrieve music, he was like, you're an imbecile. Like, <laughs> you are an idiot. You literally had us waiting around, constantly in harm's way. We waiting on you. Because you got the orb, so we can't leave you. And you went back for the table corner. <sighs> I don't know how much sentimental value I would need. <laughs> but I don't think, I don't think I'm coming back. Now, my phone normally stays on me, literally, on me. Okay. That's normally here, so, you know, it's on me all the time, Okay. I don't know of anything else that I'm gonna run back in harm's way to get. I don't know. I was in harm's way and I was gone. Slid up on a truck and everything. What happened? Girl, shootout. And a person that was in a shootout, he's standing right next to me, pulled his gun out. The guy, look, I look, I gotta go. Yeah. I hit the truck so hard, the truck moved. Jesus. And if somebody was trying to get up under there, I had to kick her back out of there. I was so sorry, but she couldn't come under there with me. I don't know. And then I ran zigzag all the way back to my car. Jesus. That's I said, Lisa, why you still got your pants on? My body aching. What's wrong, mama? It was a shootout. I roll over. She looked at my pants. I'm. It was a shootout for real, G. Like, you thought I was lying to you. Nope. <laughs> never going. You can never count. You I never was invited to a party after that. If I was, I ain't know about it. The Lord was saving your life. Didn't he save you? Zigzag didn't have to come. You know how you know how blocks are. This is the block you supposed to be on. I came and did a hole <laughs> to get back to my car. Made it to my car. See y'all later. I hope you all got rides. Well, we roll with you. You ain't got a ride with me no more. Bye. <laughs> Call your mamas. I'm going home. You bet. And Uber probably wasn't even around at the time. Uber and Lyft ain't even become a thing yet. No, because I was that was high school. No. See, them one. You better get your hat. <laughs> I was gone. Baltimore. Better get my yeah. hand. If I like it, put your hand on the two fingers. <laughs> Let them be shooting around me, baby. I'm done. You better, you better call a friend. My knees was on fire that night. Mm-mm. No, ma'am. Converse on. You I'm glad the Lord saved you. Let me keep it. My God. Keep me. It was wild. It could have been another way. I'm glad it went this way. Like that other way. That's a mess. That's a lot. But you didn't go back for nothing. 
car. Ain't nobody quieting the jet. <laughs> I went to my car. <laughs> it it was That's it. We we don't play them games. We said. But for him, it was he was he was. It was the only thing before his mother passed that he had. Well, those were my What's that? Well, I said, well, those are my cousins, and they had to stay there. So, <laughs> um, screaming Jesus, Lord. Oh, so I, didn't, I didn't know what was gonna work for them, but I had to go. And, amen. And, amen. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> but I don't think I don't think I don't think you should probably put your life in, in danger like that. Not a good look. And then man, I know shootout. Not so after they after they fuss with each other because their differences caused them to clash. Mm-hmm. And um after um Quill gets them together, really gets them together and let them know we're not doing that. Okay. They find themselves in a place called nowhere, where there are no rules and regulations. Um, and we find out at that point that uh, Gamora's parents were killed by Thanos. Um, and we find um, that find out that that after a while, when she realized what his real intention was, she decided she just couldn't be around him anymore. Like, she didn't want to be um, behind him anymore. And it was a moment where <laughs> Quill tried to give her a little bit of, you know, let her to hear the music. It was a love song. He tried to create a, a romantic moment, and she almost killed that man. You hear me? Trauma made her it's some trust issues because trauma made her say, I wish you would think that you finna press up on me. That's not what's happening right now. That's not what I'm about. That's not the goal. That's not what we doing. I'm saying point blank, period. <laughs> you're not gonna you're not gonna create a moment without me. I mean, he created the moment where we was like, Oh, y'all about to kiss. And she was like, I will kill you dead before I let <laughs> <laughs> she went color purple and put that knife up to his throat. Okay, I was like, ooh, ooh, you might want to calm down. She not, she not the one yet. Okay, she not the one yet. <laughs> you might want chill, fam. You might want chill. Um, and he did. Um, he he got himself back, but the, I guess the moment created a nostalgia moment of like the 90s love and he had tried it and um, he almost he almost died he almost died being nostalgic and trying to feel the moment but she she was like Mm-mm, I got a mission him almost died him almost died playing around with a with a woman who's been traumatized okay cause that's a whole nother conversation it's hard to, it's hard to love a partner who has mm-hmm. been traumatized. I've been on one side and I've been on the other. I've been on both sides. So I've been the traumatized one that was crazy and deranged Mm-mm. because I didn't want I didn't want you to I don't want you to get close to me like that man we not we not there yet back up. Well, 
back so up. Move back so I can see better. I can see <laughs> you getting close to me, and I feel okay. Um, and on the other end of that, I've had a friend who was dealing with levels of trauma and yeah, I had to be very careful about what I said and you know how how we you know just related to each other because even certain things that you know are okay for me weren't okay for him period because everybody responds to trauma differently and when you're trying to love someone who has been traumatized you often have to show them that you care for them first and that you'll protect them first so they feel safe with you versus mm-hmm. trying to go in and create romantic moments that almost get you killed so the moment that he tried to, he showed that he cared for her was when he took that mask off Mm-hmm. And put it on our face. I said, and could have left, left her out there. Could have left her out because at this point, she didn't. She didn't went out there by herself. Well, with them, they were trying to do as much as they could to knock them other spaceships out of the the thing, destroy them because their little <laughs> pods were indestructible. They done done all that they had to do. They done gave up the ghost almost. Nebula shoots. <laughs> And the part of and sisters float. Now she was told not to go out there, but she went on her own. She went. She went, even though they told her that the pods weren't made for her to go out there. She went on her own, got herself in a pickle, and instead of him acting like, well, we just lost one. He had a he had a David moment. He had a shepherd moment. Mm-hmm. He was like, not on my watch. That's a guardian. Let's talk about a guardian for a minute. Because I gotta leave you. Um <laughs> who is who is a watch woman. And um <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anybody say a watch woman, but I just did. Um who is a watch woman and is a guardian and literally has people that God has allowed her to cover. Um, Have you ever been in that kind of place where you saw someone get themselves in a pickle? Pickle, let's say that. Um, And you had to do something to inconvenience yourself in order to, to bring them back. And it don't have to be physically, it could be like, because these four o'clock and five o'clock prayer moments aren't always convenient when you ain't had no sleep. Hmm? <laughs> um, I'm going to say yes. Okay. And then what I think about sometimes is um, that scripture. I think it's like John 15 or something. 15, it's like John 15 and 13, I think. 
Mm-hmm. That greater love is has no man in this. That is one... like for friend. Yeah. I think about that sometimes when I serve. Yeah. Oh man. I think about that sometimes. That if it if it came down to protecting someone else. Yeah. Especially like when it has to come down to like their name and their image and stuff like that. Mm, that's I definitely that that's that's what I that's what I want to really use when you ask that it's like defending that. Yeah. That yeah. one real tough one because not just the people that I've served, but I believe that leaders in general we I can I can kinda of put myself in that, but I won't people that are leaders they go those that are leaders and they lead it and they try to do things or they're pioneers and they're the first to do it whatever the case may be y'all be taking a lot of hits and i'm the type of person i'm like well who who firing back for you because that that ain't cool it's not cool to just let somebody constantly take the hit somebody I mean, they just y'all and i mean we taking blow after blow if it doesn't have to do sexuality it has to do with what you're wearing who you're with who you're not with your status and it's like when do you when when comes a time where it's like their mouths are just shut like why do they just keep being able to keep i understand just when love the father and seeing people through jesus lens but he flipped some tables did you know that i call them table flipping jesus my god yeah, that that really bothers me. That that's what really hurts my heart, mostly in serving. To be honest, it's not even an anger. It's more like a um, like a pain in my heart that, and I kind of get anxious sometimes when I hear, because I hear a lot and people don't think that they forgot to be quiet. I'm really listening to four or five different conversations, mm-hmm. and I can't believe the things that people say about those that they call their leaders and those that they say they love so dearly. You. You all literally drag their names through the mud and put coats on their backs and then later on break bread with them. That's not, that's not, I, I don't even, I don't even know how you serve. I will not be able to serve. Yeah, it's, it's very, unfortunately, humans do this thing of comparison, but it's not an equal comparison when we're talking about leaders. For some reason, it's the standard and pedestal that leaders are placed on to where they have to, because they are the man or the woman of God, they have to be 100% perfect 100% of the time. And that's not, that's not realistic. It's not it's not going it's not realistic it's not fair it's like no. kingdom it's just mm, that but, right there that hurts my heart that's what really hurts my heart the most for instance we were talking about i was talking to somebody about um the maverick city thing the dante bow um post that they made disassociating themselves from him mm-hmm. um and I was talking to somebody and I was like, well, that's dumb, first off, because it makes it look like we can't be around people um, who are, who may, who may do things we don't like. It's like, 
unfortunately, or can't coexist. We can't coexist, or or if they're a part of my brand, they have to hit a hundred percent accuracy all the time. And again, that's not realistic. So, is this going to be the going trend? Is in my mind, I was like, so if anybody makes a mistake, so since all sins are equal, okay? And I don't even know if what he did was a sin, let alone, I'm gonna mind my business, because it is what it is. Um, what we saw, <laughs> or what, what was, you know, shown, it was, it was, it, I've seen worse. Anyway, um, <laughs> it was, it was a moment of just not being cautious, not, mm-hmm. you know, be, maybe counseling was necessary. Okay. I can understand coaching being necessary. Okay. But I can't understand disassociation because it makes it seem like, oh, now we have to save ourselves by distancing from you. And mm-hmm. on the other end of that, I saw a post where um, this pastor and his wife went to go and spend time with him. Um, and they just went to love on him and, you know, hug on him and they took pictures and, you know, they were just saying like, my heart is okay. Cause I saw you and I know that you're okay. And since we talked and we fellowship, I'm fine. And I was like, that's a kingdom chess movie because what you just showed us was what it really looks like if to restore, you understand before. But that's what I- Criticism is supposed to come in. It's supposed to be a corrective criticism from a place of love. Right. It's like if you would, if you would just go and see about people, and then if you don't have any connection to them, if you would probably just stop talking about them and pray, like it's it's okay. Just pray. Just pray. Because because your sins aren't on Facebook and Instagram, and if they are, nobody knows you. So nobody's mm-hmm. checking for your sins mm-hmm. and your faults or shortcomings or areas of improvement. Um, but it, it's it's kind of like we have this mentality that it's better to distance ourselves. But when Jesus came around people who had issues, he didn't distance himself. He got closer. Mm-hmm. And Whole woman at the well, he'd go up to her and ask her, can you get me some water? As a setup to have a conversation about her life choices and how she should probably switch her affiliation. (laughs) How she should probably just, you know, recognize that he had something that could fill her and all of her other choices prior to now. And could, right. So yeah, it's, it's unfortunate that people are especially leaders, are held to this standard without guardians, without people who are willing to stand guard and say, hey, hey, shut up. (laughs) Yes, 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 you think you have an opinion. You have no idea. You don't know their life. You don't know their journey with God. And I would suggest you go and talk to God about what Uh his thought is. If you would go and see what the Lord say, then we would hear less about what you say, period. And that's that on that. Um, let's take a break. And we'll be back after these scheduled messages. 
And we are back. Thank you to our sponsors. Okay. So we only got a couple points left. Um, the first no, one. What you say? I'm sorry, what you say? Let me see. I'm sorry, did you say something? No. <laughs> but we do have literally a few points left. Three. Now she just said a couple, y'all. Now she's saying a few. A couple is two, wasn't it? So we've gone through a lot of things. Um, and y'all, we had this conversation. She about to go through them again. I'm not going through all of the things. We, I'm only going through the points I have left, which is Ronan. Let's start with Ronan. Ronan uh, finally gets the stone. When he gets the orb and the stone, um, he decides he no longer needs Thanos. Remember I was talking about earlier about <laughs> evil is not integral? Because yep. at this point, we are robbers and evil and wicked. And don't expect <laughs> me to not be evil and wicked. Um, so he literally tells Thanos, after I kill all the Xander people, them Xanderonians, Xandonians, whatever you call them. <laughs> when I kill them country of Xander, I'm coming after you next Thanos, okay? And um, he lights himself as well as his hammer up with the Infinity Stone. Um, The Infinity Stone is, if he touches it, it can wipe out population. And he, because he's not, he just wasn't smart, he decided he was gonna make a little, you know, double cross situation. And because we said this earlier, Nebula had no alliance to nobody. She was only in allegiance to herself. She was another one, wicked and evil, and for herself. And um, so don't be surprised if you run into people that have evil intentions and they have no loyalty or integrity. It's what evil does. Evil is evil. Don't expect them to be evil if they evil. Now, you can pray for them that the Lord have their heart, but expect them to be evil, period. I was about to say, but what's the you know, what's I'm praying for their heart to change? You can. You can. And pray. And pray hard. And pray loud. And pray again and again. As to never, they also have a choice. So you have to be willing to say, okay, they choosing this road, Lord. Uh, they want to be evil. The, one of the dopest uh, things I saw in a movie was Jesus tell this man who did not want to accept him. He told him, what would be more evil if I kidnapped you at the point of your death and made you live in heaven with me, even though I know you don't want to? Or if I allowed you to be free of my will in hell? And I was like, so even though hell wasn't made up for us, it's it's an option for some people. Because they want to be free from but, 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 but. <laughs> they want to be I I'm this is the honest truth. Some people do not want Jesus. They don't want him. But why don't we want me? That's be my thing. That's why I'm confused. I'm baby, let me tell you about my best friend. Let's see. Like, y'all want to lose it. Y'all don't want to slither. Yep. A yep. third. 
y'all should come over and talk to him sometime. He, he all he is requiring is a mustard seed. By the time we get through, your faith will be increased, it, okay? And with the little bit, tis not. Mm. I don't understand why the people don't want popcorn. But then they choose, they choose, and if you choose to live a life without them, you also choose to live eternity without them. It sucks. But that's your choice. You get a choice. Mm. I know, right? They just say people gonna choose to be without them. But it would be worse if he forced people. If he forced people to to accept him, that would be hard. Because then they would stage a coup like like Satan did. You know what I'm saying? For the people, especially that don't you? Yeah. I know. And guess what? What you feeling, God feels 10 times worse. Because he died for these people to not choose him. I had a moment last week and I cried. Like literally was crying. Because I felt... The, the rejection and the love at the same time. And it's like, ooh, I love you and I can't stop loving you, but you keep rejecting me. And that sucks. <laughs> that thing, that thing, ooh, that thing hurt me. And I cried. I was, and I was like, oh, when I was talking to somebody, they were like, this is what God feels. And I just broke down, got a little stuck in, in tears. Feeling, and I was like, I only feel a tenth of that. You feel this by the billions. Man. That's people dead and alive. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's see. Happier note, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad. But unfortunately, there are people that, that just choose life without them. Both lives. Eternal and natural life. But if you don't know him, you can know him. He's he's a he's a comfortable, he's a good friend. I like him a lot. I love him. He's my friend. He's my friend. Um, but again, it's a choice. It's a choice. Um, yeah, the other one, <laughs> the other one is that I've had down here is the speech about losers. Um, mm-hmm. Quill gave a whole entire speech about how they are all they were all at some point people who lost something and um, whether it was the rights to their body the rights to their own life um, someone close to them um, which happened a lot you know them losing family members was a lot Um, but he was saying this time they were given a chance Um, they were gifted something and they were given something and what they were given was a chance to give a crap, okay? A chance to, <laughs> to care about something bigger than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the statements that I like in response was, you're asking us to die. And he looked at them and said, well, yes, I am. That's the whole of Christian faith. That's the whole of kingdom faith is that we live to die, literally like our if any man would would follow me he gotta pick up his cross what you need a cross for if you're not gonna ever have to die (laughs) you gotta deny yourself deny yourself is already a death in some aspects denying yourself feels like death sometimes huh okay Uh, (laughs) 
deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me. And walk with it. Yeah, literally follow him with whatever cross you have to bear. Um, and that is a it's a it's interesting that the Christian faith is isn't it's an ask. It is an ask. I am asking you to die in some sort. Die to your what will. You? What'd you say? Well, you gotta say it like that. Not like I don't want to, I, you. Don't have to I'm asking, die. I'm asking you to die. I'm asking you to give up your plan for this in the way that you expected it. Mm-mm. You said no. Not like that. You ain't gonna give it to me like that, Jesus. I want you to die, say No. He didn't he didn't he didn't make you physically die. You just gotta die to your flesh daily. Daily die. Daily. Make the decision. Every day is a death decision. Sometimes I'll be dying and sometimes I'll be resurrected. And I'll be like, Lord, you had to kill my flesh, okay? <laughs> That's what you have to do to me for the next night uh 90. Ooh, I mean 30 days. Oh, 90 days! My God. The other point that I had, oh, after they so after they agreed that they were going to take on this somewhat death, the officers that first didn't want to believe that they were actually coming to help um ended up showing up for them. And um, showing up for the city, obviously, right? Um, to create a blockade. And when they said Lincoln, and they touched and agreed, they had became a whole entire force holding back what was trying to come and take out the people, okay? Yep. He was trying to take out the citizens, just random citizens was going to be dead um, had they not decided to form the blockade and shoot up at these uh, little things. Um, they, these little, uh, you know, Missy, the little pilot flight planes thing. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and they went through so many changes. So at first it was like they were trying to, you know, create some kind of gap so that they can get in and Uh then they had to create the blockade and then they had to go you know and crash the ship in and then they had to fight literally fight um, Uh the soldiers that were holding them because the one soldier that was from Amistad he said uh, he said y'all not gonna make it to Rome because he was the guardian in, in some aspects he was he was a Cree guardian we saw him in um, Captain Marvel, because that was another Cree um, story. So I guess. Oh, the- you talking about? Oh, I'm about to say you sure? Yeah, you are. You right? Amistad right. man. Yep, he was in. He was in right. that. This was. This must have been before he had died, because he had died in in the Captain Marvel. Wait a minute, he had died twice because his, his brain was exploded in this one. Resurrected. Yeah, resurrected. They brought him back to life and then he died again. Oh, that's why. Because they had the wires in his head. Yeah, he did again. They had manipulated him and now they done took the wires out. His wires (laughs) were crossed. 
<laughs> the red and black cable touched each other. <laughs> and he died. He let you Himself. That was so stupid. They pulled as soon as I saw him grab the side of his head. I thought, what you doing to him? Just throw him up. I didn't tear him up. He couldn't live after that. That man fried. He was locked. That was literally fried down and laid to the side. Because he is <laughs> fried. With that 27 piece. Hey. The waves and the love. The love. Flamingo. That man yeah, was fried. You understand? He was fried. Them wires that crossed. Stayed here. How you say it? Locked. Fried. Sad. Laid to the side. So, like, <laughs> um, so yeah, so they but they all had to come together, like the officers had to come together. Um, the guardians had to make a decision to all come together and to fight together. Um, even Groot's decision at the end was to keep them together. It was to cover them, and it ended up costing him his life, his little humanoid life. Oh, but. There's life and dead things, huh? Cause then yeah. they keep planning, huh? To die is to gain. All you gotta do is be replanted. My God, they replanted that stick. I said, "Oh, he coming back again." Huh? Don't be afraid. Root is coming back. It's gonna take him a while to grow, but don't be afraid. He's coming back. Um, and I think that was oh oh the obvious. Uh, Ender was his mom's gift to him that he had not opened for all these years. It was literally after he found out his identity that he was half uh, Earth Boy. Half Earth Boy. (laughs) I say human boy, you Earth Boy. (laughs) He was a half human um, and that he had, his father was, you know, like literally a he was the reason why he was able to house the Infinity Stone the way he held on to it and it didn't break him apart Um, and then also gathering together with them again helped to you know save him and to take out Roman finally praise the Lord Um, so he's taken out he should have died last movie in Captain Marvel okay they were supposed to wipe him out but ain't nobody wipe him out and somebody had to kill him he had, her. he had that, and then we find out just a little, just a little inkling, uh, because Drag says, "Well, I realized he was just a puppet, so I'm really trying to kill Thanos." I say, and we continue with more of the drama <laughs> because the fight is not done. It's it, you know we we you avenge the person who took their life, but now there's a big, it's even a deeper system. Yep. It's, it's it's still you still have an enemy and um i want us to not be so excited about winning battles that we forget about winning the war so yes yes you beat your your little issue yes you have victory in this area but there is a kingdom war that you have been enlisted in as a believer of the Lord. 
and we are we every decision we make counts period That was absolutely amazing. Thanks for coming on the journey with us. And I hope that you join us next week for some more fun. If you have never listened to Kid Like Faith before, wherever you happen to be listening, make sure that you like and subscribe to this podcast and share with a friend so that they can come along the journey with us as well. Oh, and please stop and leave a review so that other people know how much fun you had listening to this beautiful podcast. Now, we've got a bunch of movies in this universe to check out, and I can't wait to check them out with you. So until next time, make sure you keep your faith kid-like. Bye!